Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Navy Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So you and your Navy guy, have you been together for how long? So we've been together for just over four years, which is a bit crazy. It's gone so fast. We were actually, I was at one of my best friend's hens parties. And so we met out in um, Sydney, in the city. So it was a very random, spontaneous meeting. (laughs) At the time when you met, he was already in the Navy or what was his situation? When we met, uh, he had actually just got back from deployment. So he had been in for some time. He's actually going on 10 years next year. So he had already been in and uh, I didn't actually realise until probably a little bit down the track how grateful I was that he'd actually just gotten back from deployment and the time that we were actually allowed to spend together. Not a lot of um, couples get get that straight off the bat. So um, I was very grateful for that. Obviously, he'd just, yeah, gotten back from deployment, which meant that um, you had time to sort of nurture that relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, we we sort of met and we had communicated. I obviously, I wasn't living in Sydney at the time. I was living in Bathurst. And so we actually, we talked a fair bit before we even actually even went on our first date, um, which was nice to form that friendship and, and sort of get to know each other a little bit better. And so we actually did long distance for 12 months, which um, I guess allowed me a little bit of an insight. Um, I mean, it was only a week away because I'd come down every weekend to spend time with him. But yeah, in hindsight, we were very lucky that, you know, he had then two years on shore where we're, we could actually nurture that relationship and, and get to know each other a little better. So up in Sydney for the weekend from Bathurst, <laughs> the planets <laughs> align and you meet a Navy guy And then obviously there was a connection there. So you had that communication back and forth. Um, How long was it before you came back to Sydney to have the first date? It was actually about six months before, uh, you know, he went on holidays with a mate for quite some time after obviously coming back. And it was about six months before we actually went on that first date. And I think that's probably where I had really gotten an insight to this whole Navy life you know I kind of put everything out on the table and and you know it was like if I'm going to do this and you know I'm going to move here that's such a big call to make but yeah it just I don't know it's it's just funny when you know you just kind of I guess put all in and and hope you know (laughs) it's all going to turn out for the best I guess yeah and definitely because you weren't in the same location it's not like it was like, okay, we'll just see how things go. You might go away. I've got my own thing happening. It was a, a huge decision for you to pick up and move. Yeah, it was. And we moved straight in together after that 12 months into a one-bedroom apartment. And I um, I literally thought we would kill each other. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we managed to make it work somehow. But, yeah, I mean, I had a business in Bathurst and I had clients in Bathurst. And so I couldn't just up and leave and it was a huge thing to leave your community of you know your friends and your family that 
you've spent so much time with. But they supported me through that. My parents helped me move down and probably thought I was crazy. But it just it just worked and, and we just got along so well. And I think that's we were so lucky to be able to form that friendship in the beginning. So when you moved to Sydney, you had no job, no friends. You were moving for your partner. So there's a little bit of an extra layer of pressure on that relationship because they are it for you at that time. Yeah, they are. And I knew, I I did actually have a a friend that was here a little bit. So, you know, I knew someone, um, which which was nice, but I guess I have been running a business um, already for about three years. So I was lucky that I was able to kind of pick that up and work from anywhere, I guess. But I tell you what, it was tough, like working in a one bedroom apartment And then doing everything from the kitchen table on my Mac computer, I ended up just getting a part-time marketing job in real estate just purely to meet people, to get me out of the house and kind of have something outside of just, you know, um, my partner and I's life and just experience, I guess, living in the city. And I gave myself a good six months to do that before I I felt comfortable in going back into full-time and focusing back on my business. Yeah, definitely. Because anyone who knows what it's like working from home, you can get to the stage where you see no one for, if you didn't get out of the house, you could see no one for weeks on end. When, when actually we were doing a long distance relationship, and I think this is really important for, you know, the listeners, I think about three months into that, he had a, a out of the blue call that kind of had said, you know, like he could potentially go away for six months. And I think that's really hard in knowing how to handle that as well. You know, when you're trying to juggle a business and you're in a different location and then this out of the blue just gets thrown at you. And I think that was sort of, you know, that was a bit of a turning point for me because I was like, if I'm going to do this, I've got to learn how to handle these things that are going to be thrown at me as well. And that affects the business. It affects your health, as you know, like it affects so many other things around you. And so I just, you know, had to learn how to handle that better because I knew that, you know, I couldn't let that just (laughs) throw me off course from what I was doing. Um, And especially, you know, when you are working at home, then that's, it's just something else that can add the pressure to everything else before you kind of have had enough and everything just, you just kind of break down and fall on the mess on the floor. So yeah, it's really key, I guess, to make sure that you you know, that you are looking after yourself and getting outdoors, whether you're working from home or, um, or whether you do have a, a day job. It's just as lonely and as isolating, I think, living here where I am now <laughs> um, and to come home every day to an empty house or just, you know, having working from home in an empty house as well. It's just, it's, yeah, it can be very lonely. And you've really got to be the type of person or become the type of person that just learns to focus on their own thing and let the Navy sort of happen around you as opposed to feel like it's happening to you. Yeah. And this was a huge thing for me back. Like, oh, I'll try not to get emotional, but this was, um, you, you have no control, do you? You know, you it's what happens, happens. And I think that was, you know, I'm such an organized person and I like to have everything come 
mapped out for the next six months if I, if I could. And that just threw a spanner in the work. So I had to stop. And instead of having an anxiety attack every time this happened to me, I had to find a way to cope with that news that would come to you. And, and that's what I, I struggled with that for probably the first nearly two years, I think, that, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, it's, it's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna go because it's their job, it's their duty. And, and I think that's what I learned, that he actually really loves his job. He really enjoys it and finds it challenging. And so, yeah, we can like kind of create our own world of, <laughs> of what it might be like, um, you know, when they're not in the Navy. But if it's something that they really love doing, then you've just got to take a step back and go, okay, well, how do I then deal with this for myself? Yeah. And so how did you do that? <laughs> Give us the tips. Um, so actually... So we've been very lucky that we have had a lot of time together. There has been a few times where he's gone away for a couple of months here and there. Last year was at the, it was the real tester. He was gone for five months almost. And leading up to that, we just spend as much time together as possible and nothing can ever prepare you for that. You know, they say, oh, you know what you got in for? And it's like, no, I don't. Like I've, I've never been around military. Um, I grew up on a sheep station. So it's a really <laughs> different life for me. Um, so I had no idea, you know, um, how that was going to go. So leading up to that, we, you know, we did, we spent a lot of time together. We, we talked about it and then I just, when he, when he sort of went, I started creating my own routine. I started focusing on, okay, well, this is time for me to learn more about myself. Um, this is time to focus on my business, being able to put more hours into it because he's not here. Um, I found that writing in a journal and just writing down 10 things that I was grateful for every morning while he was gone really helped me take notice of everything around me, you know, the support that I had from my family, my friends, them coming to visit, you know. So that's what I focused on. Um, I also take a lot of time just sometimes to do a bit of meditation in the mornings. It's not consistent, but when I'm feeling like, you know, uh, we got notified that <laughs> they were going to be not home for an extra week, we had a full holiday booked. We paid for everything. Oh, my God. Um, and he was like, look, we're not making it back for another week. And I just was like, because you start to count down. And he says, never count down. It's the I worst know. thing you can do. <laughs> but when you're getting to the end, you think, oh, well, you know, it's not that long now. But when they say, even if it's just like an extra 12 hours, we're not going to be home for an extra day, whatever it is, it's just so mentally draining to deal with that because you just have that finish line and then it get gets moved and you just think I just can't I can't cope with that <laughs> it is and so we had to cancel our holiday and try and move it which we did manage to do but it's just that you know like you said it's like oh there's only one week left and then yeah and then that happens and it's, it, yeah. And it's out of their control. And, but you know, like I had my moments, I remember sitting on the stairs and just, just crying just cause I was just like, I've had enough, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's the things that you've got to try and find ways around to make sure that you're still looking after yourself, you know, eating healthy, I think is a big thing. 
um, and keeping your mental state, <laughs> um, you know, making sure you're sleeping and things like that. And so I just created this own, my own little routine around that, which, which just helped me through it, I think. And sometimes it takes others a little bit longer to realize that that's what you've got to do because for whatever reason, like I think I've been through a few different experiences. I've had an experience where I just fell in a heap and got depressed and put on weight and didn't look after myself and a totally opposite experience where I made it about me. This is about me having time for myself. I can focus on my business. I can focus on similar to what you have done and it's just such a better experience, but it's just getting to the point where you realize that that's what you've got to do instead of just sort of going inward and thinking, I can't cope with this. How many hours have I got left of this? As opposed to, okay, well, I've got three weeks to do this and then I've got three weeks to do that. And then someone's coming to visit and making it more into a positive experience. It does. Like you said, it can take a lot of time and I've had you know, a few other partners mentioned to me, like, you take it on so well. And I said, well, it wasn't always like that. I, I remember when he first told me that he could have been going away for six months. It didn't happen. And I think that's the worst thing that they can do. It's like, we could be possibly sailing in three days. And it's like, everything just feels like it's falling around you. But I couldn't have an, an anxiety attack every time that happened. And I needed to overcome that. So it is, it's, you know, it, it's not always as put together as you think and it can take some time, but that's just how I, I just had to do it for myself. And so it, it's good that you had that little bit of time that he didn't go away in the first couple of years in your relationship because it meant that you could obviously get to know each other, realise that you wanted to definitely be together, but also gave you that chance to create some friend networks. How did you go about getting a good support network happening before he was going away anywhere? Yeah, this is something I've still struggled with a lot. I think, you know, the thing is all their mates are in the Navy and that was really challenging because, you know, a lot of them were, have been so supportive and if they've been around, they'll check on me um, and see how I'm going. But a lot of those have now, they've moved away. They've gone to different areas. Some of them have even gotten out and moved away, which has been challenging. And I guess that's why I struggled for a really long time because I didn't have that support network locally. Um, I didn't even know where to look. I didn't even know who to turn to um, because it was basically all the boys, you know, <laughs> not yeah. many of them had partners. And so I really struggled. And I think that's why, you know, I struggled for probably so long because I only had my close friends and family back in Bathurst. Which is great, but it's not the same as having support from people who have been through it, are going but, through it, know exactly what it's like. And I think last year when he was away for quite some time, it was nice to be able to touch base with, you know, um, some of the, the wives that we've, we have become close friends. And that's, that's really nice to be able to just, if you need to fall 
fall in a heap or if you need to vent, they understand, they get it. But yeah, I didn't have that for a long time. And I didn't, you know, like we were only de facto from probably last February. So I had no idea about all this other support that is there for you if you need it. And <laughs> once you're recognized as being yes. a partner of someone in the Navy. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, like men tend to not tell you that stuff. Like I had no idea, like none whatsoever because they just don't think about it. So <laughs> it's hard because it's sort of left up to them to sort of pass on the support and the details, but they're not the ones that are, yeah, they don't really think about it because it, they're coming at it from their perspective. So they're not realizing how important that support or, you know, that contact number or that those details might be to you when they're like everything. And you're like, oh my gosh, have I been missing out for the last two years? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, you know, we were lucky that I think actually one of my friends in the end mentioned it to him. One of his mates mentioned it to him that there was support there. And, um, you know, I mean, they do send an email to say, this is who you can call just right before they go away. But it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know this ever existed. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little bit different in Sydney um, because I've, I have been posted to Sydney before, not myself being posted, but been with my husband in Sydney before. Um, it's a little bit different because Sydney's so big. It's um, in a regional area. So there's a community house um, in the area that I'm in and to catch up with other Navy spouses or military spouses it's only a five minute drive sydney you could meet someone at a catch-up or a um, navy event and they could live an hour and a half away yeah it is it's so spread out and that's that's the hardest thing you know and when things don't hope happen locally then it's just like oh it's a bit of an effort to make that hour train trip into wherever it is but yeah i think the more support that we have and that you know that we can form then it's not going to make it easier but it will help you know just with that communication and having those moments when you just yeah, where you feel like it's just never going to end. So have you been to any um, of like the ship's balls or any of the Navy functions and met anyone in person? Uh, yeah, so we did have, we went to the um, ship's ball. Well, it's almost been a couple of years now, but um, so that was really nice to, to meet some of the partners there. And we are now living a bit closer to some of those, which is nice. You know, it's a lot easier for us to be able to catch up with them and meet with them. It is a challenging and I think it's also everyone is I find it hard because everyone has such different takes on you know like navy and then I find that there's kind of this like oh well they're in this role and we don't really have much to do with them and I don't know if you find that but it's it happens a lot I find in our circle mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it's just like look we all are in this together and so <laughs> the more people that we can have around us then I feel like the community that we can create then the better it would be yeah. so yeah but that's like that we've only been to one of those and it was nice to be able to to meet some of those guys that were on the ship and their partners also but then you know it's funny like then they all go in different directions and a lot of them don't keep in contact which is another challenging thing that I found you know you might spend six months with some you know with a couple and and go to dinner and that and then all of a sudden he's just being posted for nine months and you don't see them it's such a challenge you kind of feel like when you meet someone you kind of feel like you are like straight away like if you have that connection 
like you're straight away like, should we be best friends? Because yeah. you kind of have to like get on it straight away because in three months or a year they could be gone and you don't want to miss out on time together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. And that's sort of happening at, happening at the moment with our circle of friends because their, their sea time's coming up and they'll all be back on shore and they're all looking at different options and jobs and it's like, you can't leave me like I'm going to be alone again. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about our Lots of Love Care Packages? An anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day. It's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the Navy Wife Life community has their back. Pop over to the Navy Wife Life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love box. And so did you, before you were even engaged, did you have those conversations where, okay, are we really going to do th- do this? Like, can I do this long-term? Um, if this is going to be like, if he stays in the Navy and this is what it's going to be like, can I do this? Like, did you have that conversation with yourself? And how did you talk yourself through and decide that, okay, yes, this is what I want for my life? <sighs> um, it's a big question, I guess. Because you sort of get to the point that, yes, love, love is love, but is love enough to get through this if this is what it's going to be like going to see back home, going to see, you know, for however long he's in the Navy? Yeah, it is a discussion, you know, I mean, we've had together and and I guess I look at it sometimes, you know, running your own business has its up and downs as well. It's not always as it seems, but he's always backed me a hundred percent and supported me through that, you know, and I just, the only thing I can do in return is back him as well. And there was a time there where I was like, you know what, let's make a plan, you know, like in five years time, like if you had the choice to get out, would you get out? And I I'm was sort of like creating all, you know, all this stuff around work and my business and like, you know, if, if we could do this, you know, in five years time. And then he said like, no, like I really, I love what I do and it's challenging and he really enjoys it. And so even if I won the lotto tomorrow, I would still get up and go to work. And that to me was like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to not worry about that. If that one day does come to it, then we'll discuss it then. But before we got engaged, you know, I don't know, it's so hard to explain um, that just the bond and the friendship and the, the good times that we have just kind of outweighed that time he would be away and you really learn to appreciate each other when they are away whether it is a month or it you know it's longer it's damn hard but when they come back like I remember him coming back at the end of last year and I was so nervous like my heart was in my throat and yeah. it was just like the excitement and so if only you could bottle that up oh my gosh <laughs> yes I know and yeah it's you know, every, when he walks through that door every afternoon, it's sort of, you know, it just makes my day. And so we have a very special bond. And so there wasn't really a question about, can I do this? It was just, I'm all in and whatever it takes, you know, through this, then we'll just be there to, 
to have each other's backs. And so I guess that's how I looked at it. And yeah, just didn't look back. Because if I did look back, then that's probably when I start to second guess or, you know, just look too far in (laughs) and question myself. So I think he's taught me a lot about living in the moment here and now. You know, um, we don't know what's going to happen next week or next month. It could change. And so that's all we have to do. Yeah, that's how I've kind of taken it. And he's taught me that to just be here and be now. And if something happens, we we take it on together and uh, and we have that chat. And I think he probably he gets very nervous about having to sit down and tell me yeah. if something's about to change because <laughs> uh. he's, he's seen what, you know, like how I've reacted in the past, even though now I'm like, look, I'm okay. You can tell me. Yeah. I just might need a moment to, to adjust, but but please, yeah. but please just tell me when it's actually going to happen. Don't say, this might be happening. And then I <laughs> get in a frenzy and then, oh no, it's changed. And I think that's what happened the first time, you know, when he rang out of the blue during the day, it was just yeah. like. You thought, oh, oh, serious. Well, yeah, like he was actually, he was actually leaving for a month and then they had said, look, someone's hurt themselves. We might have to send you instead. And, and I think that's the thing. And that's where I just drew the line. I said, do not tell me until it is confirmed that that's what is happening because I don't need thoughts going through my head. I don't need stories to start happening inside my head. Just, just tell me when it's actually going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So you guys moved in together, you went de facto and then how long before you got engaged and what posting was he doing? Was he ashore at the time or what? We got engaged um, February, 2018 and he That's a quick been... turnaround. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> there is a reason for that. Yes. Okay. So, talk, um, talk us through it. So yeah, February 2018, uh, we got engaged, but he was just being posted on one of the, the new ships. So we knew that last year and this year, he was going to be away a lot. So we kind of had planned it. We had a small window at the start of this year where I said, well, if we don't do it at the beginning of 2019, I'm going to have to wait another year. And, you know, I'm 30 at the moment. So I didn't really want to wait another whole year to to get married. So that just gives you another 12 months to spend more money and plan more for the wedding. So let's just do it quick. And then... (laughs) And, and, you know, and I knew he was going to be away last year. So what we actually did was the times he was back for a couple of weekends here and there, we spent going looking at wedding venues and I wanted that sorted before he left. I pretty much wanted it, the whole thing planned and done before he left. And we did that. We haven't had a honeymoon really. We called it a mini honeymoon where we went away for like six days, but that's just something else for us to look forward to, I guess, next year. Um, And something else for us to plan and get excited about. I think it's nice to have something to look forward to. And that's one of the things that, you know, when we first, well, when we were like serious, I guess we just, we would book a holiday at the end of the year and that was our focus. And so that's sort of our little routine I guess that we do yearly and make sure that we have that time out for ourselves no matter how busy it's been or you got married and then how soon after the wedding did he go away he at the moment is still on shore he hasn't had to go away yet there I think there's a trip planned later on in the year but I mean you know it's just as busy they may as well sometimes just be 
at sea because the early mornings and the late nights, as you know, like it's just you really still yeah. don't get to see each other very much. Yeah, so it has been crazy since being back at work and just so busy that it is sometimes hard to find that yeah. us time as well. Yeah, and I find when they're away, you know they're away and you don't rely on them for anything. You know that they're not going to be back on a Friday night at this time, so you don't plan anything. Whereas when they're um, ashore, I go, okay, well, why can't you be home on a Thursday at this time for us to go? You end up not being able to plan anything even when they are ashore because of the various commitments that just, you know, oh, this broke today, so we had to stay back to fix this. We were waiting for a part to come yes. for this. and Yes, I have heard that so many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's just, you know, you, every week you're like, oh, so what's our plans this weekend? Like the lawns need mowing and you haven't mowed them since we've moved into our house or, you know, like you've been working massive days from five to seven sort of thing like are you going to have an afternoon off or <laughs> like, like that doesn't happen in I guess a normal nine to five job does it it's so much overtime and things like that and then by the time the weekend comes around they just are happy to chill out we have to cop that sometimes um, yeah. as partners you know it's all the workups that go into before they even leave to as you know uh, it's just such a busy time before they actually do sail gone for a week and they're back for a couple of days and gone again and so we sort of start working into a little our own routine once that happens and I don't know about like you but before he came back I had to start to uh, change routines that I was in because I was so set in my routine and that a couple of weeks before him returning home I had to start I guess getting myself back into the routine that we had when he was home because I did find that when he returned home once after a month I felt like he was in my comfort zone the whole time because it was like just you know like (laughs) pretty hard when you've gotten used to sleeping in the middle of the bed and someone comes back and wants their side Back. That's right. So have you spoken about family planning and how that will work in with postings and deployments and time away? Well, that's a tricky one. That is a tricky one. He's well aware of uh, what family means to me. Um, family is huge to me. And we talked about this from the very beginning, you know, before we even really started dating that, you know, I said, like, I don't particularly want to be a mum at home with children and you away, you know. But as time's gone on, we just will probably cross that bridge when we get to it. It's a little way down the track yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go on my honeymoon first. <laughs> That's a good um, idea. Yeah. Look, when it comes to it, I mean, next year he's back at shore. So we have a couple of years up our sleeve before we have to really, you know, I mean, lots can change as you know. So at the moment, we're just living in the present moment and we have a 11 week old puppy. And at the moment that's kind of put me off all children. So (laughs) (laughs) they are pretty bad in the start. Forgot what it was like. Toilet training and the (laughs) waking up at night and chewing with the teeth and the. Yeah. We're just kind of you know, enjoying married life, I guess, for the moment um, while he is here and and the children, you know, will just cross it when we get to that. Yeah, we're pretty open with it. But, you know, at the moment, I think we just want to enjoy that time and just go travelling and enjoy while we can. So So will your husband ever be posted away from Sydney or most of his jobs in Sydney? Yeah, so we did have an opportunity come 
coming up as they're finishing this year to possibly go elsewhere, but that has been squashed. So uh, we'll be in Sydney easily probably for at least the next three years. He, he doesn't get shifted around, which is nice. I guess. Um, but there are opportunity there to to go, you know, other places, but it's a very small window of opportunity depending what jobs are opening up and things like that. What sort of things have you put in place to make your life a little bit easier when your husband's away? Have you, you mentioned that obviously you, you get your routine happening, but what sort of things do you do to sort of look after yourself and make sure you keep on top of things? One of the things that really brings me back down is going walking on the beach swimming in the ocean that has played a big part and when we moved I was like I just I need to be close to the ocean so that I can have that and I realized that once a week usually in the mornings I don't go every day I get up extra early and and go for that walk along the beach and watch that sunrise and just just take time out for me the other thing is just working out, you know, just going for a walk, whether it's around the block or um, just doing a workout in the backyard or inside, that has helped me focus and just, you know, it's funny, like, you know, you once you can be in a bit of a slump and then once you go and do a workout, your whole mood can change. And so that has played a big part also just with my mind and things like that. I find when I'm working out, the only thing I can focus on is keeping on breathing so I don't think about anything else in that moment which really does help uh definitely like meditating every now and then and just writing in a journal really helped me as well just process some of those thoughts and the feelings that I have while he is away really just helps because I find otherwise if I don't get it out on paper it just goes round and round in my head and I'm just having conversations with myself. That's probably, you know, the really key things that I find work. Just taking time out to switch off the TV, switch off your phone, having a bath. It's just those little routines and those little, I guess, rituals that are only small but amazing how they can just change our mood. Yeah, for sure. And anyone who knows what it's like working from home is that because you're working from home, it's always there. So there's always something on the list. You can always come up with extra work to do. So unless you actually not even schedule it, but have in your mind that tonight I am doing that at this time, I'm setting this aside and I'm not doing anything else. And I'm going to have a hot cup of tea and a bath and watch a show or fold the washing just to stop doing what you're doing and just to breathe and actually have a minute. Yeah, it, it is. It's been, And it's being conscious of that too, making sure you do do those little things. And I have just learned living with someone who's like complete neat freak and I am totally the opposite. I like to have a lived in feeling. Um, <laughs> is that what we're calling it these days? Lived <laughs> yeah, in. Lived in feeling. But you know, I like if he comes home and there's dishes on the sink, I'm like, look, it's not going to matter. Okay. It's just some dirty plates and they'll get into the dishwasher eventually. But when he's away, I think, you know, we have to be wary of that because yeah, we've got to, you know, clean the house and do the washing and like the list. Mow the lawns and walk the dog. and And then you've got meetings and you've got people who are relying on you for their business. And so you just can go round and round and round. And so I have just learnt, which is actually probably easier for me to just go, you know what, that washing can stay there till the weekend. I don't care. 
Like, okay, there's clothes on the floor. I'll deal with it later. I'm going to go for a walk. Like that is more important to me than worrying about doing the cleaning. I mean, our lawn hasn't been done for a couple of weeks, but it's just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. So I just don't worry about those little things. Have you got any advice for other spouses that are thinking of working from home? What should they sort of do to set up that environment at home to sort of make it a successful venture? If you're thinking of working from home or starting a little business, definitely having your own space to go to. I think that has really helped separate home from work. I can shut off the doors and things like that and kind of just block everything else out around me. Creating that space, even hanging, you know, some pictures, just making it yours. And also to make sure you get outside or just even take some time out. There are so many great spaces, depending where you are, WeWorks and things like that, that I really enjoyed actually going to when we were living in King's Cross because you could just go once a week, but it got you outside of the apartment or outside of the house and just interacting with real humans. You know, most of the time we're on the phone or on our computer. And so definitely those little things, we can get so caught up in, oh, we're at home. Oh, well, the washing needs doing. So I'll go and do the washing and then I'll come back and do some work. It's really important to separate that from your work life well I don't know if there's ever a balance but it's important to do that because you know like my husband goes oh do you just mind washing my cans and I'm like I have work to do other than your washing for the day you kind of have to be strict with it because you can get to the point where you get to the end of the day and you're like I really didn't get that much work done but then you think okay well I'll just do it tonight and then you're working at night and you just never get that break and you just think oh what am I doing here and I have been there before when I first started I was like I'm just gonna work 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 and I would work in the office I'd bring my laptop out I'd sit on the couch and I'd work that is not great it's not great for anything it's not great for your relationships either and I can tell you that and every now and then I will if there is something that I really have to deal with I'll just come in I'll deal with it and then try not to take it back to the lounge room but that's one of the habits that I formed when he was away you know I would like oh he's not here so I'm going to work (laughs) and watch tv at the same time yeah which is great at the start when you're really like trying to set things up because whichever way you look at it you you have to put in that extra time when you're starting a business but once it's all sort of set up you're already in that routine and then it's just getting yourself out of that and trying to get back to a normal not nine to five but a normal work day so you can have some downtime Yeah. And it's what works best for you. Like I, I'm much better in the mornings for working. So once it gets to about two o'clock, I kind of switch off mostly and go and do some other things. Yeah, You you can find your own routine and what works best for you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Well, good luck with finding out what's happening for the rest of the year and taking that honeymoon. Where are you going on the honeymoon? Uh, Well, we're going to go to Europe, possibly at the moment, Italy and maybe Germany on the end of that. So yeah. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in the same boat. 
or should I say ship. We're all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I'm always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.navywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you.